We are back. Well, I am back. Uh, CC out today, not doing renovation project. Uh, she's got a lot of fundraising, fun stuff to be doing this week. So uh, she'll be back with us on the Mom Millennial podcast coming up next week. So in the meantime, if you've listened long enough over the past couple of years, you know on this podcast that when CC is away, the millennials will play. And I invite a couple of my buddies on, uh, good buddies, Andrew and Brandon. Sadly, Brandon could not be with us today because, uh, you know, he's got a lot of kid stuff going on. Family life, good life, all the things. So uh, this is the first millennial takeover of the show uh, without Brandon. But my good buddy, Andrew Gamison, joining me on the show today to take the co-host wheel. He does the Speaking for Him podcast. We're doing that for 10 years exactly now, this month, in fact. So you can check that out as well. Give him a little love. And dude, Andrew, it's so good to have you on with us today. Thank you so much, Adam. And yes, it was so exciting to do the 10th anniversary podcast with you last week and then to return the favor this week and come on the Millennial podcast. Super excited. Now, are you doing any home renovations right now? Because it feels weird not to talk about one on an episode. <laughs> well, if money were no object, I have plenty of ideas on home renovations. But since I'm not rich, and last I checked, you were not rich, um, because we haven't really perfected our side hustles, the <laughs> renovations are going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I mean, I live in an apartment anyway, so I guess I don't own this. And they don't even allow candles to be burned in here, so I probably shouldn't start stripping the walls. You know, on the show here, the, the big stick is like, I'm a millennial. And CC's the mom, the Gen Xer and such. But I'm kind of wondering if I'm turning into a Gen Xer this week. And I, I wanted to ask you this too. I, I finally realized, you know, your old win moment or you're getting older win moment. Because I was at a friend's house uh, earlier this week for dinner. And they have an air fryer. <laughs> and... Air fryers are taking over the world. I don't know if you knew this, but it's a real thing. Everybody raves. I mean, you, you just say the word air fryer. And it's like a kid's show. Everybody goes crazy, and it's the word of the day. And an infomercial all of a sudden starts out of nowhere. So I was like, they were telling me all the things an air fryer can do and all different doohickeys and how it's an instant pot air fryer combination. And you know, I'm checking my checking account at the very moment that I'm reading all of this. And I was like, okay, you know what? I got to ask. For one of these for Christmas. It's coming up in a couple months. I'm going to put on my list. I need this bullet ninja air fried chicken thing. And then at another person's house last week, I was being given some tea and they had an electric kettle to warm it up in. And I was like, oh, those are the best. I'm like, I should get one of those one of these times. 
And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put that on my Christmas list. So my whole Christmas list is becoming small to medium size appliances for my kitchen. Okay. So here's the thing about Adam. Okay. <laughs> he got a crock pot at some point shortly after he moved out on his own. I don't remember if it was the first or the second time, but he got this crock pot and he started making crock pot meals. He loves crock pot barbecue chicken. But then for some reason he got an Instapot, tried it once, and he's been scarred for life. He hasn't <laughs> used it again a second time. So my question to you, Adam, is do you think that you would use an air fryer way more than an Instapot, or would it be another small appliance just to sit on your shelf? <laughs> and give the Swiffer a job. I I think I, I would use it. I would use an air fryer way more because here's the thing about an air fryer. It doesn't spit venom at you when you've done something wrong. So that's that's step number one. Well, you still have to watch your quantity of oil, I'm sure. But that is an interesting point. You can fry anything, and if it's already fried, you can refry it. So, I mean, we've had experience on my podcast of trying microwavable fried Twinkies. So you could, like, double fry <laughs> those suckers in your air fryer, and that would be uh, cooking nirvana. Uh, <laughs> it'd be it'd be the last episode of the show that's for sure if i shared that <laughs> for numerous health reasons <laughs> but it is interesting how you transition in the things that you want because i still here's a good discussion point do you remember that first transitional christmas and what i mean by that is when you're a kid all you can think about is all the toys that you want for christmas Yes. And then all of a sudden there's a Christmas where you get more clothes than toys. And if you're anything like me, you get offended by it. <laughs> Here's the deal. I have always liked to talk. And so one of the things I often would ask for is different varieties of tape recorders and that kind of thing. Cause I was basically doing podcasting before podcasting existed. Okay. <laughs> so that was the type of thing I asked for. So, one year, my grandparents gave me this tape recorder, and for whatever reason, we couldn't get it to work correctly, and I was mad about that. But add to that the fact that almost everything else I got was a clothing item, and as a 12-year-old kid, <laughs> you're still in that transition of the fact that you don't think that clothing really counts as gifts. Clothing is a necessity. That's not something you want to open on Christmas Day. Right. See, now, as as an older man, I appreciate clothing anytime. But back then, I was not a happy camper. And I still remember the stern talking to that my father had with me <laughs> because of my attitude that Christmas day. So I'm wondering, have you had a similar experience? Oh, Absolutely. Uh, I would say, so I'll start with the good news when it, when it started to change, when I didn't ask for toys and such as much. And I think it was when I was about 20, uh, somewhere between 20 and 22. Cause that's when I was starting to pay my own bills. So then I was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm a little broke. So it was like, I'll take those free socks. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a new pair of pants from wherever that I wouldn't buy in 10 years by myself. Cause I make clothes. I treat them like a car and basically drive them until they die. So, yes. And then at that point, I was like, give me all the clothes. Give me all the gift cards. 
Um, a GameCube's not going to help me out with my bills at this point, which that's really timing the calendar how long ago I was 21. <laughs> Way back in well, the day. I don't even think they had invented the GameCube when I was 21. So try that <laughs> on Versailles. <laughs> right. They was called Dice then, I think, back in the day. <laughs> and I always tell people I went to college on dial-up. So anyone that complains about the slowness of their Wi-Fi, I have no pity for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You'd hear the screeching sounds of dial-up for years. Well, someone's trying to sleep in the next room over next door. <laughs> well, I even had my own second phone line so that I could be online all day without interrupting the t the home's phone calls because it was easier to stay online than to get online repeatedly because internet connections weren't perpetual back then. And it took so much time to get online that it took major time to get on and offline back then. So it was just easier to stay on. Oh my gosh. And and now you fast forward to today, which is the third stage of why I felt old this past week. And I finally made it to full adulthood is we had youth group a couple nights or several nights ago. And I was using this example and I like kind of use Google as an example of the thing I was discussing. And they were like, like Google, <laughs> like nobody uses Google anymore. They're like, that's, that's old people search engine. And then I was like, well, you bring it up on Firefox. And they're like, Firefox? Nobody uses Firefox anymore. I'm just like, I, what, what are you guys up to? I don't I don't know anymore. What is happening? They're like, everybody's Google Chrome now. And I was like, there's a club for this? I, I Teens, I thought you just used iPads or whatever, and you called it good. Okay, you should have called them on that because Google <laughs> Chrome is Google. It's a Google product, <laughs> and it uses the Google search engine as default. So... Mm -hmm. You should have called them on their shenanigans because that is shenanigans to say that Google Chrome is not Google when in fact it comes from Google. But the beauty of Google Chrome is that you save all your favorites under your Google password so that when you get a new computer and you log into Google, all of your favorites and your favorite passwords are already built in and you don't have to remember them or type them in again. Which praise the Lord, because according to my high school kids, I'm you know a senior now anyways, but I can't remember my passwords regardless, whether I'm using Google Chrome or Firefox or Windows 95, it doesn't even matter anymore. Passwords Which I'll are... be honest, when I heard that before, I thought that was just specific to the computer that you were on. And so whenever it would say, Google will make up this password for you and you don't have to type it, because Google will put it in for you. I'm like, well, what if you switch computers? And then I got a new computer in March. And I realized that when I logged in to Google, it had all of my passwords remembered and all of my favorites remembered. So I saved a lot of running around and trying to figure out what they were. Right, right. And then there's like that. Do you ever have like a split feeling with that too, where it's like, oh, that's so cool. It saves time to look it up. But also, Google Chrome saved my passwords and now they know everything. How? Well, I mean, that, that's the, the another issue of give and take. You know, you want Google to be able to do everything for you, but you also don't want to give up your identity. So, how does that work? Right, right. Because you know how many ads for electric tea kettles I'm going to find after recording? <laughs> it's going to be on every screen I own. <laughs> 
And I might That's buy the one. thing. Every time you search one thing, everything having to do with that product will show up. That's right. That's right. But according to my kids, we're old anyways, and all we do is shop. So <laughs> specifically before 4 p.m. dinner. But anyway, you can play them this episode of the podcast and let them know that their good friend, uh, Mr. Andrew, says Google Chrome is Google, and they can take that to the bank. <laughs> that's actually that's actually a great way to trip them up. That's amazing. I'm definitely using that as coming Sunday and being like, oh, you thought you were all everything whatever on TikTok, and now, oh, looks like you're Googling it to get to that and Google Chrome and now I'm going to make you a snack in my new air fryer. You're welcome at this point. But dude, it's been like all week, like all these moments where I'm like, I am definitely in my 30s. Like there's no doubt about this at this point. So, <laughs> of course, we've also always been old souls. We've talked about that too, where it's like we're 80,000 years old inside. I think that's one of the reasons why you and I connected very seriously. I really do because um, I always joke about being born old, you know, when I was a junior in high school, I think is when I discovered the Carpenters. And to this oh, yeah. day, they're one of my favorite groups. I I was only like four years old when Karen Carpenter passed away. And yet they're still my favorite group. And whenever Richard Carpenter does a re-release, I'm always excited to listen to it and see what he did to tweak the music. And I've always liked old TV shows. I've watched through Andy Griffith twice classics um the whole show the whole series and so yeah i was i was born old <laughs> it's oh man i feel you i'm in the exact same place i i can hear cc listening to this episode right now saying you're so old because <laughs> it was the same thing when we did like the morning show together and even like times he's like i'm so tired and she's like what <laughs> you're in your 20s but it's true. Old soul. It's a real thing. Well, it didn't help that you you don't drink coffee. And when you had the opportunity to drink coffee, you let one drop touch your lips <laughs> and then you were grossed out for like 10 minutes on my radio. <laughs> okay, here's here's why. I have to I have to so for those joining and you know at this point, I'm sure that CC and I used to do morning show together, radio show several years ago. So one of the first years we were on, she had me try some of her coffee. Now, mind you, there are different styles of coffee. There's coffee with some cream in it. There's coffee with maybe a couple of sugars. Maybe it looks like a milkshake from Captain Sunday if you go to Starbucks or something. Hers, though, I'm pretty sure is made with groundwater, coffee beans off a tree, and some of the root dirt got in it. And then she stirs it around, and... You could like see the grounds at the bottom of the cup. I'm like, well, this is so bitter. How do you start your day with this? Everybody, the black coffee, that's ugh, her favorite thing. I will say that I'm not a black coffee guy. And you better not edit that wrong because <laughs> that could sound really bad <laughs> out of context. Yeah, that's but right. But- <laughs> My motto for coffee is if it's black, send it back. If it's brown, drink it down. <laughs> I like that because there's truth to it. Brown means it has a little bit of, you know, a little bit of flavor and pizzazz to it. Although I, I st- would like to have you next time we have a bro day, uh, which we do periodically, I would like to take you to Bigby, get you one of the really sugared up drinks. 
and see <laughs> if I can get you to concede that you can at least enjoy coffee a little bit if it's mixed with 80% sugar. <laughs> and a scoop of ice cream. Uh, all right, you're on. We'll see. Because, because no one yet has been able to break down this wall. And I mean, I've even had, I've even had cappuccino in Italy and I was like, mm, do you have any hot cocoa or anything <laughs> instead? So. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I don't know if you've ever been to Ollie's um, that's in the old Rogers Plaza in Grand Rapids, but it's a, it's like a resale shop. Their motto is good stuff, cheap. And they have a lot of Keurig K-Cups of differing varieties. And one of them is a hostess uh, snack cake oh my variety pack where there's hot cocoa after the hostess cup chocolate cupcakes. Oh and then there's a couple of cappuccinos. There's like the snow cap cappuccino. And then one other one. I'm wondering if you would like any of those because they're based on hostess snack cakes. And we all know that we like snack cakes. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like at this point I should just go buy a box of ho-hos and just put it in a cup. Well, you could do that too. You could just add your favorite liquid nourishment and put some ho-hos and other host snacks in it and blend it up in the blender <laughs> and put it right directly down the hatch. <laughs> See, this is this is where we break the age barrier and it shows we're not as old as we think because we I'm like, I'm gonna mix up a cupcake in a blender and drink it for coffee. <laughs> Well, speaking of, don't you love how somebody's like, I'm going to make this cake pop from scratch, and they take a cupcake, mash it up, reconstitute it, and call it a cake pop from scratch? <laughs> I mean, there's one thing I'm definitely not, and that's the TikTok generation. <laughs> same. Same. In fact, every joke I ever say with TikTok is, back in my day, that was on clocks and course you threw kids roll their eyes and go back to tiktok but i know i hear you but literally i we, we were talking about that in our talk at youth group this past weekend too is how you can find anything on tiktok or youtube which there was an eye roll from them about youtube too but so it's crazy you could build a house off of tiktok you could make cake pops well i can't believe they're eye rolling youtube because as good as tiktok may be youtube still has a ton of awesome stuff on it and that has to transcend generations. I mean, seriously speaking. Oh, dude. It, it really surprises me that people would eye roll YouTube. Not only that, but YouTube is learning from TikTok because now there's YouTube shorts, which are basically the YouTube version of TikTok. So, Well, I'll tell you one thing. If you're talking to teens, don't mention that you make a playlist of music off of YouTube. Because <laughs> then you will, you will never hear the end of that one. Oh my goodness, it cracks me up. You would think like I just hit their car or something. They'd be like, you do YouTube music. That's so ancient. Uh, I'm going to bring them all black coffee and force them to drink it. Just wait until they find out you bought a turntable from FYE. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Uh-huh. Yeah. As I air fry my chicken, my medium-sized appliance. I am legitimately surprised how popular vinyl has become again. It's pretty wild to go into places like FYE. I was just joking about Adam having a record player. By the way, I'm not sure if he does. 
<laughs> or if he does, he hasn't shared that information with me. But vinyl has made a resurgence. And so when we wander around FYE, we do see those records. And occasionally you'll you'll see this fairly new band, you know, put their latest whatever on vinyl. And you're like, whoa, they really uh, went with the retro stylings. But I, apparently a lot of people really do like vinyl. I feel like it has been the millennial generation to bring that back because about, I would say eight to 10 years ago, maybe all of a sudden it started popping up a lot more and people were buying stuff on, on vinyl. And now, like you said, now it's, it's huge. I mean, there's a whole giant section for it at this point. But you know, you were joking about YouTube being passe for music playlists. Well, my uncle loves CDs. Like he has thousands of CDs and whenever he drives me around, He'll bring like 20 or 25 CDs with him in the car in a plastic grocery bag. And he'll be like, what do you want to listen to? And then he'll start going <laughs> through the list. My head will swim and I'll try to pick one or two that I want to listen to. But it's interesting that you mentioned the changes in the way people listen to music because he had his first experience with the invasion of digital music whereby he couldn't find a CD of one of his favorite group's newest album because they only came out with a digital one. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I mean, they might have done digital and vinyl, but they did not do CD. So that was kind of a wake-up call for him. Wow. Things they are changing on the music scene. Man, gone are the days of like driving around, listening to your CD, and you hit a pothole and it cuts off for five seconds and then it comes back and then you hit another pot. Oh, that, that was the, the early Walkman days too. Like you couldn't really, you <laughs> definitely couldn't jog with a CD player. I mean, even if it said anti-skip protection, it was only so guaranteed. <laughs> That's right. If you're, if you're jumping Olympic sprints, <laughs> it's not doing so hot. <laughs> oh, I only know this because, when I was like, oh gosh, middle school probably. I we had a trampoline and bought it in eighth grade, and I loved to listen to music when I like worked out or whatever, which was a generous way to say jumping on the tramp for two minutes. And then I would put the CD player like kind of in my big pocket clip on, and you would you know jump up and down, and every other lyric was <laughs> it'd be an hour to get through a three song CD probably. So the skip days, man, that's a real thing. Well, there's an old Tim Hawkins joke where he says that he bought a iPod for his child. I forget which one, whether it was a daughter or a son, but they said, dad, this only holds 500 songs. I wanted the one that holds a thousand. And he's like, <laughs> let me introduce you to the cassette. Oh gosh. <laughs> Five songs aside, two sides, ten songs, that's it. <laughs> that's right. And how long will the cassette last before becoming a fruit by the foot? Who knows? But here's a pencil just in case. That was always fun, too, winding the cassettes. Some kids will never know. It's true. It's true. And you just, like, pray to the Lord, like, please let this still work. Please let this song still play something. And then you print it in, and it's, you're going to, yeah, shoot. Or you also made mixtapes with the radio, and you hoped that they didn't cut off the end of your favorite song by the <laughs> DJ talking. And it's kind of ironic that 
as you grew up, you became that DJ. Yeah. That that. That's right. That's right. Man, good thing I got just past the yeah, having your own tape recorder days. Because if I was like a DJ in the 90s, oh, I would have butchered so many self-made CDs. Woo! And cassettes. Like, and back uh, in the day, WCSG used to have a um that's getting cut a out. music program just kidding. called the Family Album of Favorites that was like the top 20 or 30 songs of the year. And people would always ask if they could get recordings of it. And they're like, well, we can't sell recordings of it but if you want to sit by the radio um with your tape deck full <laughs> we can't stop you so i always chuckled at that and i always did it <laughs> dude it was the best it was so fun making your own little mixtapes and such and now did you ever pretend that you were like the radio dj in between the songs yeah i mean I had one of those old school karaoke machines with the double deck, uh, double cassette deck and the microphone. And I, I made mixtapes all the time. I haven't really done it with my roadcaster. I probably should because now with <laughs> Apple music, I can basically make a mixtape of whatever I want. And I really should be doing some demos up since I do want to remain in broadcasting both with podcasting and hopefully eventually I'll get paid for some of this stuff. Cause I love it. I was going to say nowadays you just need a microphone and iPad and a room that maybe is an echoey and boom, you got your own studio. Well, th that's the good thing about now with most of my family moved out of my house is it's a lot less noisy than it used to be. I remember times when I was in college trying to use my voice dictation software and it always picked up, a ton of stuff that was chatted from my younger son. <laughs> I was going to say, it was always youth group at your house because you come from a family of, uh, I always forget, 10 or 11 siblings in all, right? I'm the oldest of 12. <laughs> One died when he was a baby. Mm. but So there's 11 of us living. And now there's 28 kids in the next generation. Wow. Wow parents as grandparents so that's amazing so for halloween you're gonna scare your little ne nephews and nieces by showing them a cd player <laughs> with a scratch on the cd not that well, i definitely love the videos where they give kids old electronics or old something or other and have them guess what it is or if they know how what it is guess how to use it <laughs> those are great like, have your brother, if you brought your brothers to a phone with a cord in it, would they be dumbfounded? Or do your parents still have a landline? They would probably have no idea what's happening. They would think like, why is this jump rope attached to this phone? This is weird. And you can go even further back and do the rotary phone thing. That's right. That's right. Now, even myself, I've never actually dialed from a live rotary phone before. So I don't I don't even know how to do that. I don't remember if I ever completed a phone call on a rotary phone either. I just know I've seen them. My grandma used to have one. Um when I was staying at I think Michigan State or um Eastern Michigan University for a sporting event, they had rotary phones in the dorm rooms. Um so I, oh, I, I am familiar with them, but I don't know that I've used one. 
it's so funny like when you go to a museum now of like the the decades from like the 50s to now and to see like <laughs> you wonder people who use rotary phones and now they see it in a museum glass case like well uh oh <laughs> i don't think that's good <laughs> well when you realize that 2050 is closer to you than 1990 that is pretty scary oh gosh oof i might have to cut that out of the podcast just for fear's sake <laughs> oh or my actually, word I don't know. It's pretty close to the same, but it's still very surreal to to think along those lines. That's crazy. And there's no flying cars yet. A little disappointed about that. Yeah. I mean, in, in cars are progressively more and more autonomous, but not really quite autonomous completely yet. And I'm sorry, since we're talking about automatic cars, I have to throw this in there that apparently there were a lot of cars that were electronic vehicles in Florida um, that got waterlogged and the components did not react the best. Some of them caught fire. So oh, gosh. we have a ways to go before we get to the place where electronic vehicles are truly the place to go. Um, <laughs> that's just my personal opinion. It does not reflect the opinion of anybody on this podcast. Um, but uh, I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> That's right. I'm just like, I'm glad I got a sunroof. <laughs> so I'm worried about uh, the basics. <laughs> well, the only thing I would want to do automatically is the parallel parking. I think those cars look really cool. <laughs> Dude, honestly, yes, I'm with you on that because I'm not kidding. Back in the day, the parallel parking was the only thing that I completely failed on my driver's test. But I still got my license. <laughs> they they still gave you a license, huh? They, they did. Apparently. Now, this was 2008. So this might be different nowadays. But then, literally, like, I did not do well on parallel parking at all. But all the others, I did, like, perfect score. Everything was good. So the, the points were so high on those that they were like, oh, okay. It kind of evens out <laughs> a little bit. But I was like, I completely failed. Is that is that okay? <laughs> so I don't parallel park much nowadays. <laughs> let's say that. And I have, I have ridden with Adam. He is a fine driver. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Or as Cece would say, I am an old soul driver. <laughs> she's like, has you get there. Been, has she actually been your passenger? And she's like, step it up, Adam. <laughs> she was, there was one time. So there's a big uh, Christian music festival that the radio station I used to work at goes to all the time that Cece's still at. And we, I drove our vehicle up there once from the station with Cece. And she was like, well, we'll uh, enjoy being there when the <laughs> last band goes on in six hours. And it's like a 45 minute drive. <laughs> I, I, I like to savor my drives, like my desserts, you know, I like to taste what you're doing. I'm also just really like cautious. Cheesecake Factory, not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not yet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit of a cautious driver. So, but we get there. That's the important thing, right? Absolutely. Getting there is the important thing. That's right. Half the journey. Put that on a shirt, which I'm sure is all over shirts anyway. So, oh man. Well, dude, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. It would have been really boring to talk to myself for 35 minutes in a room with no pictures. Well, I mean, for those who don't know, Adam did a pretty compelling Facebook watch cooking show 
for one <laughs> summer several years ago. So I think he could have pulled off the solo podcast. But I am grateful to have been here for the Mom Millennial podcast. Cece, I hope that you have safe travels back, and I look forward to hearing you back with Adam next week. Um, I would like to eventually be on with both of you because I think that would be a blast. So we'll have to see if we can work on that. But I'm grateful. And I just want to once again say, please join me for the Speaking for Him podcast. Uh, Every Wednesday I post a new episode. So I'm excited to have you listen this week. We are talking in our main segment about unique characteristics of Christianity. That's the series I've been working through. And this week's topic is suffering. And I think it's very important for Christians to have the right worldview when it comes to suffering, because suffering happens to all of us and our reaction to it is what is most important. Uh, So please join me on the speaking for him podcast and Thanks again, Adam, for the opportunity to come on Mom Millennial. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for doing the Millennial Takeover Part 3. Cece's back next week, and can't wait to hear all about her traveling adventures then because you know that there will be some. (laughs) If you want more of the Mom Millennial podcast, well, then subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes every Friday without having to do the work, and that's totally our jam.